1: If you're looking for extra horsepower in your bet, there's only one place to get set, and that's Top Sport. And with Top Sport's new Same Race Multi, you'll see the odds skyrocket by combining your selections in a single bet. Multiply your excitement in the same race on Thoroughbreds, Greyhounds and Harness Racing. Download the app today for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly.
0: This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The rugby league chat never stops. It's off-season time. The players are currently getting smashed, smashed. Toughest time of the year for many, but the good news is it is almost time. Our guest on this edition of the Dream Team did his share of pre-seasons with the Crushers, with the Bulldogs, and with the Cowboys, Travis Norton. Is there anything at all you miss about pre-season and Billy Johnston flogging you? Probably being
2: fit, that's about it, but <laughs> uh, uh, there was uh, yeah, definitely some some good and bad memories, mm. uh, you know, uh, of doing a number of pre-seasons under Billy. Uh, one in particular, I remember my first ever gym session at the Bulldogs and Jack Ellsgood and I were both outside losing our lunch um, doing a gym, you know, a weight session. He at, pushed out, you that hard. Out the back, yeah. Everyone else was just used to it. Um, wow. Yeah, there's just the intensity of it. There was no no rest. Um, yeah, it wasn't something I was expecting, but Billy had a bit of pride in, in seeing that, you know. I bet he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Every new guy, um, you know, it was not as if he pushed them any different to anyone else, but you know, because they weren't used to Billy's sessions. Yeah, um, Yeah, I think it's the fittest I've ever been under, under Billy's preseason, especially one year when he took us into – uh, three different groups, and I was part of the boxing group. Yep. Uh, and we fought against PCYC boxers. Uh, so for eight weeks, basically, we were just boxing and that was it.
0: Sparring. And that's
2: the fittest I've ever been. Wow. Yeah.
0: You get an appreciation for boxing and how the most unlikely opponent can be your toughest opponent.
2: Exactly right. There's um, massive differences to the football field where you got 12 yeah. other blokes on the yeah. field with you. It's a lonely place, that ring, I'll you tell bet. you. It's um
0: Okay, Dream Team time, mate. It sounds simple, um, but all the feedback I've got is it's not that simple. There's no rules. It can be any player, any team, any competition era or nationality. Uh, Have you put any rules on this or is this a legitimate best ever? For me, no. This
2: is a legitimate my best ever. Um, I'm probably a little bit biased to some players that uh, I've – Either played with or seen, yes. Um, but there are a couple that I never got to watch at all, okay. uh, and I'm just going off their records, yeah, and what influence
0: they had on the game. Perfect. Let's start with our with our fullback, our number one. Who have you got? Uh, Slater seems to be a pretty common theme. Geez, yeah. uh, he gets a lot of votes.
2: Yeah, this position though, I, when I was selecting my team, I put down someone I thought, and then I'll put slash someone, slash someone, yeah. slash someone. Um, I could have had Minicello, Lockyer. Yep. Um, Matt Bowen was the best attacking fullback I've ever seen. Yep. Um, but as a complete package, I couldn't go past Billy Slater.
0: Matt Bowen in any other era plays a whole lot more State of Origin, a whole lot more for Australia, doesn't he? He does, he does. It's just unfortunate
2: to um, yeah, be in an era where they, where they had Lockyer and yep. Slater. Playing fullback, um, well, I still sometimes show my my sons and 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 we watch it some Matty Bowen highlights. Yeah, you know, and he's, he's my favourite entertaining mm.
0: footballer of all time. Absolutely, Brune. Okay, uh, Billy at the back. Who have we got on the wings?
2: Uh, Ken Irvine on one wing.
0: Yeah, Two. all-time leading try scorer, and did it, mate, in a back line that struggled. He was playing for the Bears. And the Bears struggled throughout his whole career, but still he came up with these numbers.
2: Yep. Uh, unbelievable to still hold the record for the most amount of tries scored yeah. in uh, in the New South Wales comp at that time, but basically the national comp. Um, I had to select him but just based on pure numbers. And it's interesting. I'd like to see now if we could change the rule. To take out the corner post like yeah. they have, how many more he may have scored? It's I don't know, or, or or whether the drop balls, the the slow motion replays, would it mm. have been less that he scored?
0: I don't know. But really good point. I I did um a dream team with the great Michael Hancock recently, yeah, and he wanted tries added to his resume. Oh, yeah, because yep. the the corner, the corner post. post obviously was out. Uh, yes, kids, if you're listening, the corner post used to be out. Now it's effectively invisible. So we got Kenny Irvine on one wing, and who's on the other? Uh, Wendell he was the He was the,
2: uh, the modern winger, the first big winger I saw come through. Yep. Um, who, who could take the ball up like a forward coming out of
0: trouble. And he was, because Dell's Dell. Um, his mouth generates a lot of headlines, but in terms of what he did on a football field, I – actually think it often gets overlooked how damn good he was.
2: Yep. Yep, I think so as well. Um he, he had the bonus of playing in a, a back line that was full of superstars. <laughs>
0: it went all right the Brisbane
2: back it line, did. didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah not only a good finisher, like I said, was probably your first winger who could really bring it out. Yep. And bend the the, the forwards backwards.
0: Yeah. Uh, great asset. Okay, Ken Irvine, Wendell Saylor on the wing. Who have we got in the centres? Uh we got Meninga. Big Malcolm Norman Meninga. Yep. And Inglis. Mal Meninga and Greg Inglis. Uh size isn't going to be an issue for our centers. Two <laughs> no, exactly two big right. guys but completely different footballers.
2: Yep. I think uh Inglis on that left side with his uh with his fend. Uh I just couldn't yep. I couldn't go past him. Did you have much to do with Mal, mate? No not a real lot no, mm. no um when I'd finished uh up Mel was just starting to you know take up the yeah. position as the origin coach um so i I'd met him a couple of times at nothing um too formal
0: him and Wally for a young queensland kid they were they were just royalty,
2: yep, yeah, him and Wally were um, like i said you know grown up in the eighties mm. uh they were the two players that stood out the most um you know, Wally for being the captain and the dominant player in State of Origin. Yep. And Mal just for his longevity, yeah. um, you know, playing four kangaroo tours. Um, You know, just the. And to come back from some horrific injuries, you know, broken arms hitting goalposts, you know. Yeah. um, Yep. And the size that he was. At, I had a slash um, Inglis or Gene Miles yeah. in there, but I had to go Greg Inglis, I think. Just that combination of size, speed, um yeah, it was hard to go past him.
0: Okay, who we got in the halves?
2: This was a tough one.
0: Yeah, I bet.
2: Um I I've, I've actually gone Wally
0: Lewis. Yeah.
2: And JT.
0: Wally Lewis and Jonathan Thurston. Who's the dominant one there, or can you can you have two dominant guys?
2: Yeah, I think we're gonna have two dominant guys, you know. Um both unique players in their own right. Yeah. Um I Toyed with the idea of having um, Thurston at 5'8 and Andrew Johns yeah. at halfback. But I just went with Wally um, based on not so much his career at club level, but uh, the impact he had at oh. state of origin and international Huge. level. Yep. You know, that that's what sold me on the, the Wally Lewis. Um, you know, it, it's hard to go past Johns for his Dally M's, you mm. know, the week in, week out football with the Newcastle. But. Um, I thought JT at halfback is probably the the best competitor I've ever seen. Um, and as I mentioned before, I I had a lot of positions as someone I chose slash someone else. Yeah. So I had JT slash daylight. Yep. So basically, him and Cameron Smith. Yep. Um. Uh. Nothing. No one else. There, were, there It wasn't even
0: a choice. They just picked themselves. They just picked themselves, and yeah. there's no one. It, it's not even a close second. Okay, the Travis Norton Dream Team backline, Billy Slater, Ken Irvine, Mal Meninga, Greg Inglis, Wendell Saylor and the halves, Wally Lewis and Jonathan Thurston.
1: If you're looking for extra horsepower in your bet, there's only one place to get set, and that's Top Sport. And with Top Sport's new Same Race Multi, you'll see the odds skyrocket by combining your selections in a single bet. Multiply your excitement in the same race on Thoroughbreds, Greyhounds and Harness Racing. Download the app today for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly.
0: This is the Travis Norton Dream Team on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. It's time to get into the forwards. Who have we got locking the scrum, mate?
2: Uh, we got Bradley Clyde. It was either him or Jason Tamalalo, and I just went with Clyde because of that impact he had early on, mm. changed the game for the the way the lock was played. Um, you'd toss a coin up and take both of them. Yeah, you know either of them.
0: You know, sorry, and but I just went with Clyde. Um. We've seen the lock change from from that era to the current day. For a few years, I guess a decade ago, the lock became the third front rower and was just used as a battering ram. Now we're seeing Locke with a better hand, someone that can run in the middle or run wide. doesn't matter what the lock's job is, Brad Clyde could have done it. But so it yeah, off. yeah yeah. he was uh,
2: one of those unique players that could do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you've got your your, your locks who um, your Paul Gallen type lock, um, even uh, Burgess Sam Burgess played lock. Yep. But then you've got your Corey Parker type lock. Yep. Who could offload in basically every circumstance? Mm. Um, you know, Greg Bird was a, a good runner of the ball, but he also had a good offload as yeah. well. So you know, the, and, and I look at the current uh, locks with Victor Radley and uh, Cam Murray. Yep. You know, not that big some of those guys, um, you know, still big enough to hold their own, but um, compared to a Bradley Clyde size, uh, not as big as, as Clyde he was, but um, they're able to do things as well that, that some of the bigger guys can't do. Yeah. And that's an evolution of the game. But for me, Brad Clyde, when I watched him in, you know, 93, 94 for Canberra, yep. running wide, he could hit it up the middle. Yeah. He was always the first one back. To take that first hit up, yep. How fit he was um, for a big unit too. Yeah, I, I, and I, it's a big credit to Clyde how big he was and how fit he was. Because yep. I remember Billy Johnson being asked, "Who's the fittest guy you've ever seen or the best trainer?" And Clyde was the answer. Was it really? Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. That's a huge rap. I've seen Clyde, Yeah. Um, for such a big guy, mm. um, the fitness level he had was very impressive. You know, on the rowing machine. Wow. Uh, you know, just yeah, he just left everyone for dead.
0: I've got a memory of Steve Price, who is another big unit, being an extremely fit guy. Is that right, or am I confusing? No,
2: you're right. Um, I do remember a couple of pre seasons, you know, doing the training together, and one in particular, one day out at Cronulla, yeah, we did a triathlon. Um, and Price ended up winning the triathlon, so as know, a front rower, as a front rower, yeah. So and Braith was up there. Um even in the top five, Braith was there. Um, but Pricey was the one that took it out. You know, the, the swim, uh, ride, run. Jeez. And that's impressive for someone carrying that weight yeah. over that distance. Who would have been last? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, who would? Um, I'd like to say not me. No, it wouldn't have been me. Uh, surely not. No, I can't even remember who would have been last. Um, it was Barry Ward there at the I- time? <laughs> Wardy's his forte was the uh, the bench press in Correct. the gym because his arms are only about a foot long. That's about <laughs> it. It's like a T-Rex. Oh, he bustling. To, he didn't have to push the, uh, the, the barbell up high, I tell you. No, exactly
0: <laughs> right. Okay, mate, who have we got in the second row in this dream team?
2: Uh, we've got Talos. Yep. And Bob McCarthy.
0: Wow. Uh, I did a Legends Series interview with Bob. Bob McCarthy, keeping in mind he played in the 60s and 70s, and he was talking about his coach, Clive Churchill, the little master at South Sydney, and he said Clive wasn't a great tactician, but he he did have certain things going for him. And I said, well, Clive knew something was happening by putting Bob McCarthy, the second rower, out onto an edge. And that was the first time, and this is before my time, but the first time a second rower had run out on an edge and what an impact he had on the game.
2: Well, I look at his stats too. He's, he's one of a very few number of forwards to score mm. over 100 tries. Yeah. you know. So, And that comes from, like you said, running out on the edge mm. and for a coach to put someone out there in that position, not only to have him there, but mm. for him to have that athletic ability yeah. to be able to do that, the size and the speed. Um, I haven't seen much footage of Bob uh, of, of McCarthy play. Yep. Uh, very limited, but when you see the uh, the size of him, he's actually quite a big guy.
0: and Big, strong fella. Yeah, he must Oof.
2: have uh, possessed a fair bit of speed too. Yeah,
0: um, uh, he, he certainly was. Hey, I'm going to ask you this, um, and we'll go back to your playing days, but when you're training and you see a club legend or club legends sitting there watching the side, because Bob McCarthy – George Piggins, Mario Fennec, Craig Coleman, the old Souths crew, they regularly attend Souths training. Just sit up in the grandstand and watch. What type of kick would that give you, seeing, you know, some icons up there in the stands watching you train? It always gives you a good
2: buzz, a good feeling. Um, I remember being at the Crushers when I was 18 years old and, not having any guys up there in the grandstands like that, but just looking up to older guys like um, Bob Linden was my coach at the time. That's
0: terrific, you yeah. know.
2: And uh, and Mario come there, uh, and then Marcone and Gilly, yeah, you know. Um, and just having those guys um, being in the team, yep, you know, um, just legends of the game, um, always gives you a good feeling, a good buzz, mm. and especially when they come and chat to you, you know,
0: and yeah. they're willing to give you their time. Um, Most are in rugby league, like most people and most players are pretty decent human beings as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though the the times have changed and the game's a lot different to what it used to be, Uh, we we can all accept that. Um, But I I think, like you said, rugby league's a genuine game with genuine people, and they're always willing to to come and say good day. And uh, it's one of the great things about playing the game is the friendships you make.
0: Absolutely. Who are our front rowers, mate?
2: Um... I went with
0: Artie. The great Arthur Beats and the Immortal.
2: And Sam Burgess, but I could have had Lazarus or Webke, but I went with Sam Burgess.
0: Okay. Two, um, two big guys who are going to lay the platform. Um, they're no nonsense either. Uh, Artie's ball skills, just phenomenal. And I know our generation has only pretty much exclusively seen highlight packages but you see a whole lot of packages where Artie's got offloads coming out yep. under his arms, between his legs, just next level, mate.
2: There's not too many front rowers that do ball play or can yeah. get an offload in the game. Um, I played with one, Britty, Darren Britt, yeah. a great left-handed offload uh, and wasn't one of the strongest players in the gym but just knew how to – he's probably one of those blokes that you'd consider like a bricklayer strong or you're tradie, yep. tradie strong, yeah. you know, like – uh or Farmstrong. A, a Farmstrong, yeah. yeah, like a country boy. Just throw guys around, but he had a great offload. Norick and Artie, like I said, I didn't see too much of Artie either, but the way everyone talks about him and the way he's revered in the game, um, I sort of went with a combination. I didn't want two front rowers the same. Yeah. So I thought Artie with his ball-playing ability, it was always going to be in there. Yes. So it just depends on who was going to go with him.
0: Sam Burgess, a guy that uh – uh Played middle and edge. I always thought he was better in the middle. You? Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just the, he's sort of like the Gordon Talis brand. Yeah. Uh, The intensity that he played at, uh, the ferociousness, um, the fear factor that he could put into other opposition players as well, him and Gordy.
0: There's still a need for it.
2: Yeah, there is, you know. Mm. um, We mentioned him earlier too, but you have Victor Radley, you know. the Guys, the opposition players sort of, have a look out of the corner of their eye at you know. Um, I wanted a couple of guys like that, uh, and Sam Burgess fit the bill. What about your hooker? Yeah, Camp Smith. It, it just him and JT. Like I said, they yeah. they pick themselves. Um, them and then daylight. So it was interesting. I always um, I've talked to a couple of guys at work and um, talked to a few people I know about rugby league, and and, and the goat conversation always comes up. Yep. Uh, and someone put it, I can't remember who's, who said it, but I think it's a great analogy of the way these guys play. Mm. Someone said, if there's five minutes to go on the clock or 10 minutes to go on the clock and you need the game, you've got the game, you've got the lead, mm. and you need to keep that lead, you want Cam Smith. Yep. Um, if you're behind by two or four and you want someone to win a game for you, I, I'd pick Thurston as my gut. Yep. You know, someone who could just... Put a stranglehold on the game and just control it would be Cam Smith. Love it. Someone who can create something out of nothing Mm. is um, JT. On the spot
0: question for you. If in October of this year the Bulldogs and the Cowboys play in the grand final, who who do you cheer? (laughs) Uh, This is one I haven't had yet. No. (laughs) I've got a soft spot for both of them, but
2: I I mean, I've played more games for the Bulldogs, um, but part of me. Because I grew up in North Queensland. Yep. You know, I'd, I'm going to disappoint a lot of Bulldogs fans <laughs> here, but I'm going to say the Cowboys. There you Just go. because I'm a North Queenslander by heart, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, that makes sense. That was where my upbringing
2: was yep. and, you know. Um, but in saying that, when I retired from – or when I finished up at both clubs, mm. um, you yeah, know, that, that was still good. They've been great to me. Uh, In regards to keeping in touch with um, old boys and all that sort of stuff, you know. So it's not as if you're you're gone and forgotten. Um, So I've got a soft spot for both teams. Maybe
0: just a little bit more soft spot for the Cowboys. Cowboys in Golden Point maybe (laughs) again. Billy Slater, Ken Irvine, Mal Meninga, Greg Inglis, Wendell Saylor, Wally Lewis, Jonathan Thurston... Along with Brad Clyde, Bob McCarthy, Gordon Tallis, Sam Burgess, Cameron Smith and Arthur Beatson, our celebrity coach has been Travis Norton. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered Podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter on Mondays is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had, Best drinkers, best looking, who knows? There's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends.